They know the names, they know the place, just to prove their devotion. With Opinions wide, they can span an entire ocean. Wrestling with emotion, McAdoo stakes, they're so deadly, they might cause an explosion. Take so hot that if you look at their mouths, they might be smoking. Wrestling with emotion. Folks, welcome to Saturday morning. You might be at the Home Depot. You may be at brunch with Aunt Sally, but it's time for the three most important words. And that is not wrestling with budget, not wrestling with conscience, wrestling with emotion. Brought to you by Picasso's Pizza. It's always pizza night in Buffalo. And it's pay-per-view weekend, folks. We have a revolution on the horizon, and we are on the road to a stupendous WrestleMania, and there is no shortage of wrestling storylines going around. Let's get our star-studded panel in here. We got Slick L, we got Ty B, and we got the sharpshooter, 8-0 in his elimination. Mike Partham. Gentlemen, a lot going on in the wrestling world. How are we feeling going into this weekend? Absolutely incredible. And we got a we got a great pay per view slate here with Revolution, which is looking to set up to be potentially AEW's best pay per view ever. We keep saying it over and over again, and they keep topping themselves. And eh, there, there's might maybe another pay per view event or something like that at the end of the month. Well, Ty, don't you mean yeah, incredible, I, stupendous, marvelous, genius, and no. all the other superlatives that we're leaving out from the the source and everything else? But yeah, it's going to be a banger of a Revolution pay-per-view. It's what WrestleMania wishes it would be if they cared enough. Yeah, and yeah. we keep, like Ty said, we keep saying this. I couldn't wait for the next pay-per-view after Full Gear. And it's like AEW keeps doing a WrestleMania four times a year, basically, with these pay-per-views. And it's unreal, and it builds the anticipation with these longer breaks between pay-per-views. I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, if I was Hangman, I would still be getting over that move from Lance Archer to the outside onto the steel steps. But instead, he's getting ready to face the boom. Adam Cole, speaking of which, all these storylines. Let's do it, gents. Let's go around the table here. We'll go Slick L, Ty B, and Partham. Favorite storyline across all of pro wrestling right now? For me, um, it's hard to to, uh, stay away from the CM Punk MJF storyline. And I'm glad they've kept it going even past that one match. This is a great rivalry. These dudes are two of the best ever on the mic. And that uh, impromptu CM Punk promo with a bloody face on Rampage last night had me so fired up. I'm also really into the Hangman and Cole storyline. Hangman has been defending the title better than anyone in AEW, in my opinion. Literally spilling blood and guts every other week on Dynamite and Rampage. But I got to give an honorable mention. I'm such a fan of anything that has to do with Danhausen lately. Give me more Danhausen <laughs> content. It's unreal. Give me curses left and right. I hope Danhausen has a big role in some way tonight. I mean, tomorrow night. Yeah, it's like it says favorite storyline, that storylines. Uh 
Sorry. You're just taking everything. I'm everybody. <laughs> but he did I, literally take everything. I was going to call him out when it got around to me. I mean, just, just take all of AEW's I took, life. I took two and damn so, Get out of here. So one thing to mention in that MJF Punk thing, Wardlow is looming large still big time. Yes. I think we're going to see a putty or a, a bloody uh, MJF hoping for Wardlow's help and uh, he might just walk away. So we'll see. We'll see when we get into those predictions. But um, my favorite storyline, me and Jake Micah here are going to piggyback. I am his taker of takes. And he thinks that Regal and Cody are going to be a more iconic duo than Regal and Triple H ever were with the new ROH. That's the big storyline. Tony Khan buying Ring of Honor. You have so many pure young wrestlers here uh, that you're bringing up in uh, AEW with Garcia and Moriarty and Wheeler Yuta and all these other guys. Now we're talking about Danielson potentially having a stable. Well, you have the foundation with Jonathan Gresham. So you have so many stories you can tell they've been talking about potentially introducing a trios title well maybe you could just make that trios title where it goes between AEW and ring of honor and everything else like there's so much with that and then we talk about well slick mentioned the feud between cole and hangman well there's a whole bunch of archives of footage now that you can use from their time in ring of honor um you know in pre-match um, packages now to sell this fight even more in the in the days leading up uh, you know, between today and, and tomorrow to sell those fights even more and everything else with all the other wrestlers with Punk and Danielson. You have so much history now archived there and so much more to tell, I think. Well, as far as whatever Cody Rhodes is doing and potentially going to help out Ring of Honor with possibly uh, William Regal, Maybe that's a good idea. Maybe he's going to go to WWE. There's been reports going either way. To me, at this point, it's all just smoke and mirrors. But uh, for me, the CM Punk MJF feud has been taken to a whole nother level just with all the uh, the swerves and the callbacks. Uh, the Punk promo just the other night on Rampage where he says, I'm going to become a monster to fight the monsters. That is a direct callback to his feud with Raven, which itself ended in a, in a fierce dog collar match. Uh, so that would be my pick going forward, but I'm biased. I'm a punk guy. Uh, I will say that after this pay-per-view, pay I think the biggest story going forward is going to be the internal uh, civil war with the elite. I, I'll bet, uh, I'll, I won't bet money, but I'll just simply bet that uh, we're going to see Kenny Omega come back tonight and uh, get involved in the championship match in some form or another. I'd go spoiler, nuts. spoiler, spoiler. I love it. I love it. Hey, is leapfrogging up to his mix? I mean, I love it. I mean, the fact that you just have a lurking Omega, you have so much that can happen with AEW. Um, I mean, obviously, I got to shout out my guy Reggie, helping Dana Brooke maintain that uh, 24-7 title over in the WWE. First guy to lose a title and help the person who took it from him, like, defend it. I don't know. He's a very transcendent wrestler. Reggie has always and is still a simp. Oh, shush. He up. started a simp. He started uh, a little uh, good for a bit there. And now he's he upgraded from Nia Jax to Dana Brooke. Full. I mean, I think that's a pretty simp. good upgrade. Yeah, I mean, that's he awesome. upgraded. He's still a simple. But he was with Carmella at first, wasn't he? That well, but he was yeah, only he was only a Somalier for her. There was no there was no romantic relationship there that we know. Oh, of. So that's that's a little difficult. With that said, I'm going back to it. You guys have alluded to obviously the Ring of Honor acquisition. The thing is, I only really know major wrestling acquisitions from WWE. And when they do them, I mean, I hate to say it, they basically just trash the other company and make them completely worthless. And 
numb them down to WWE 1.0.1. Case in point, when they got ECW, they could have absolutely. I think if you tell them now that you know how the WCW acquisition went down, they would have been much better leaving that as its own company and like letting that ride itself out with all of those superstars. And then every so often, you could do your Survivor Series or whatever. I mean, that would have. Or imagine like WCW guys showing up at the Royal Rumble. Versus just like a two to three month invasion angle that ultimately fell flat and is historically one of the biggest wasted opportunities in wrestling history. I mean, I think a lot of people say it was it was fun, but it was a big waste of opportunity. With that said, I can't wait to see how TK, how they manipulate this situation, because is it going to be like a like the Korean baseball organization, you know, like versus the MLB? Are they going to treat it, you know, as kind of a tweener between dark and, you know, rampage and dynamite? But I think they would be smart to, you know, power the hell up on uh, Ring of Honor and get it, uh, you know, going full throttle. That's my opinion. I know nothing. With that said, we've talked about it. It's stupendous. Real quick, before it's time for a revolution, just talking about it, and we were talking about it in the chat, WrestleMania stock has gone up big time the last four to six days uh, between the Vince McMahon appearance on the Pat McAfee show and some of the match announcements. So with that said, I just want to go around the uh, – Around the horn here, I want to know what your excitement was for WrestleMania at the beginning of the week, and I want to know what your excitement level is now. Apart from you go first, honestly, man. I need to think about this one. Well, I will say that until SmackDown last night, it looked like uh, a show topped with rematches and an undercard of almost clown shows. Because if we were going to get Pat McAfee wrestling Vince McMahon for crying out loud, if we were going to get Johnny Knoxville challenging for the Intercontinental title, you know, the same title that, you know, uh, so many greats in the industry have, you know, held before and held with prestige. And it was the second most important title until we kept, kept brand splitting and having two major world titles. Uh, but You're telling the me third- you forgot about Sami Zayn's classic Intercontinental title victory when he was assisted by Shinsuke Nakamura and Antonio Cesaro against Braun Strowman? Yes, I have. <laughs> but but the, the, the bottom line is, the first two segments last night, I mean, uh, they gave the title to uh, Ricochet, which is long overdue. I mean, he's been with the he's been in the main roster for, what, four years? And they now have, they're starting they have to... have other baby face on SmackDown. That's why. Exactly. By the way, you know, you know Ricochet's just getting injected with protein, so, Ro- so Brock Lesnar has someone to squish after WrestleMania. There you go. I mean, everybody's cannon fodder for Lesnar and Reigns these days. But regardless, Ricochet is a worthy holder of the Intercontinental title. Now he's got, if they're going to keep him with the Intercontinental title, they're going to have to give him some victories over some other uh, workhorses in the company to build not only Ricochet back up, but the Intercontinental title back up. But regardless, now Sami Zayn has a legitimate beef with Johnny Knoxville. Now he has a legitimate reason to challenge him and accept the challenge for WrestleMania. Because he walked down to the ring and that distracted him, just walking down there. That's all it takes in wrestling, you know. But it, it doesn't need it doesn't need the title. I'm sick of Tybee's disrespect for the WWE universe. When someone's music hits, that's basically like an asteroid hitting in the in the in the world wrestling entertainment uh, group. Okay, you're not able to focus on a match if you're a ref. You're not able to keep counting when someone's music hits. The very foundation of civilization is shaking beneath your feet and you want wrestlers to keep fighting you want refs to keep uh, <laughs> initiating that's a joke 
Yeah, I, I, I want you to <laughs> show off your skills so that he knows what you're going to do to him when you kick his ass next. Like no, Nothing beats Scott Armstrong with the two count and then Sting's music hits and he like looks all the way up the ramp and just stops like everything. <laughs> I will say I'm waiting for one wrestler who's uh, – you know, savvy enough to not be distracted by the music and just keep pounding on whoever they're in the match within the ring. But Sami Zayn has been annoyed by Johnny Knoxville for the past, like, few weeks or so to the point where you believe that Sami Zayn would be that distracted by Johnny Knoxville. Like, he see, he's got tunnel vision, he sees red, he only sees Johnny Knoxville, and he wants to kick his ass and doesn't realize he's still in a match. But uh, that being said... Uh, also, Austin Theory being the one to challenge Pat McAfee instead of Vince McMahon. Yes, we know Pat McAfee is uh, capable, athletically gifted enough to pull off a good wrestling match. So right there you have two matches that are a lot more legitimized for WrestleMania and potentially a ricochet intercontinental title match for WrestleMania. So in that sense, WrestleMania stock has gone up a bit, but we still have uh, Lesnar versus Reigns as much as they're trying to make it about the unification match and whatever they're going to do with two titles or one title going forward, uh, we're probably going to find out after it happens. But regardless, that's a match we've seen like six times now, two other times at WrestleMania, and the two women's title matches that are going to also main event uh, are matches we've already seen, although I'm pretty sure a lot of people want to see Bianca Belair get over on Becky Lynch. But uh, it seems to, it's gone from a cringe WrestleMania to a kind of blah WrestleMania. So I guess their stock's going up. It's gone from cringe mania to WrestleMania blah. All right. I like it. I like there you it. Go. What about with you, Tybee? Um, yeah, all those matches you talked about coming to fruition, you know, in the past week, uh, those don't sound like <laughs> WrestleMania matches to me. Like, growing up watching WrestleMania, like, even the non-title matches meant something. Like, they were big feuds for some of these guys. They didn't need to have the title to make something important. And that's what we see on the Revolution card. WrestleMania is the exact opposite. I'm, I was at like a two out of ten before this week. I'm at a two out of ten right now. Okay, no movement from Tybee. I don't what care. About you, what about you, Slicker? I, uh, I, I think adding Pat Matt. What just happened? You went mute. No, now you're muted. <laughs> About that. Hate this. Um, You're back. I having Pat McAfee wrestle on the card is definitely a step up. Um, I don't think it's much of a step up in terms of my viewership. I think at the beginning of the week, I was caught by attention with um, AJ Styles and Edge. Those are two wrestlers I can still enjoy watching that I did enjoy watching somewhat growing up too so i'm gonna stick with that um and it's kind of sad like ty said that's that match doesn't have much implication it only came about within the past week and yeah i uh, i'm i'm gonna enjoy that match hopefully but everything else it's a big blurry picture yeah, and realistically, Tybee made a great point. Like, when you were going to WrestleMania in the early 2000s, even the late 2000s, you were having storyline implications happen in the Royal Rumble. You were having storyline implications happen. Back then, I think it was No Way Out was typically the February pay-per-view. Um, and now you're just seeing, again, stuff gets shuffled together. You could have had AJ Styles and Omos break up before the Royal Rumble, and you could have had AJ Styles have, like, a phenomenal appearance in the Rumble, 
him and Edge could have faced off there, and that could have led to this match. Instead, you have Edge waiting around like he's waiting for like a five-star meal at a restaurant. Who's going to step up? Someone step up, locker room. Step up, boys. Like, that was the build. I'm a heel now. And I love Edge. I love – and by the way, uh, you got to give credit. When when he demolished AJ this past week, he looked like a sadistic motherfucker. And that was – and that is exactly the edge that got him over to begin with. Um, So, with that said, obviously, I'm excited for that match, but it's a great point. You know, with no buildup, with no real uh, implications from what we're seeing, it's tough to get super excited about that. But – Well, they've had had buildups – material at the Royal Rumble, like Naomi and Sonya Deville, it looks like they blew up their feud and then they had to run into the Royal Rumble. And it's just like they forgot about that, except for the tag match where hardly ever anything ever happened. You thought this was going to lead up to WrestleMania. Yeah, now it's like... Just like it during the now she's feeding with Ronda. She's feeding with... Sonya's feeding with Ronda now. Like, what? The, the I said it in the chat, and the road to WrestleMania has become something that's just completely under construction the whole way. And if they find something that they really like two weeks before... They'll just push the shit out of it and call it stupendous. Mm. I, I and, and I know McAdoo is is given the Dikembe and Matumbo at the screen right now, but that's that's just how it is. And it's time. It's time for a revolution. Give me your excitement level real quick around the horn. Slick tie B, part them. One out of ten, or from zero to ten, excitement level for AEW Revolution 2022. Twelve. Uh, Eighteen. I'll say nine out of ten. It's not perfect, perfect, but it's about, as good, it's about as good as it can get. I mean, there's some little hiccups in logic along the way, like say Thunder Rosa pinning the champion before uh, we believe. Not to get too ahead of ourselves, but we believe we know how that's going to turn out. Uh, number one, Maybe she's already be beaten her, and uh, number two, I think she, I guess she got hurt, so I think they had to rush things. Well, there's mixed reports on that. Wrestlers are always hurt, so that's the thing that is if you, if kind of like non-news. Thunder Rosa probably has as much momentum as anyone in the women's division besides Britt Baker, right? So this is oh, kind of yeah. your chance. This is kind of your chance to get a second superstar in the women's division again. I'm not saying she's not a superstar yet, but a win over Britt Baker on this stage of paper definitely. I'm gonna go with a 9.1 because I just wanted to. You price is writing me. I wanted to price. I wanted to price this <laughs> right, Bartham. Um, and there's a good reason why I'm price is writing Bartham. He went 8 0 with the Elimination Chamber picks. He's now sitting at 22 and 2 for his wrestling picks. So kudos to Partham, the new king of wrestling with emotion show picks. Um, I want that belt. I want that belt now. Or maybe I'll get my own. I don't know. We we, we do need to get a picks belt. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, We got Slick Allen, myself, saying. I will say. I will say this, Revolution is going to be a little bit harder to pick than any WWE show. So I could be tripped on, up on this because this could be your guys' opportunity. Okay, okay. Well, hey, we got to see. Fair enough. And then- All I know is Ty B might be up to something no good with that 6-6.6. Six, six six. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, shuffled a little too <laughs> low. Repeating. Ty B. It's repeating. Ty B up to 6-6-6 six, six, six with, uh, with a 6-2 and two performance at uh, Elimination Chamber. He might be He's going to curse us like Danhausen. And to be honest, he actually picked Madcap Moss just to like, explain uh, us. Like, he definitely didn't think Madcap Moss was going to win that match. So I'll give him a 7 and 1 in the brain. But hey, folks, is QT Marshall like squash butter here? I mean, I don't even know what Q- is QT Marshall just out there to get whomped on? I mean, I, I-, I don't know. This is the first he, match yeah. on the card. Obviously, Hook has like the internet momentum, Hook has the AEW broadcast hype. I just cannot see him losing this match. I'm locking in uh, Hook. Who do you got, Slick? 
Hundred percent hook the ha- the handsome badass devil, whatever they call him. I think they do a great job hyping him up, and I absolutely love Taz has been one of my favorite commentators since WWE days. Yes, and I absolutely love the pair of him and Jim Ross, and I love the bias in Taz. That's what makes him such a great commentator. And there's no better way to show off his bias than with his own damn son, and. Hook's backing it up. You know, I'm really excited to see this. I think, though, it's over in, like, less than 10 minutes. And yeah, I would love to see Hook on the mic at some point. That's the only thing that I really do want to see out of him. But other than that, he's a superstar in the making. Yeah, and he trained for quite a while with QT Marshall. So, you know, it's going to be a good match. They've only really, I think, paired him with guys he's worked with, like trained with purposely just to you know do these things to get him over and whatnot get these matches where he looks great and i think it's going to be another one where he looks incredible and we're we're going to get another uh alan iverson like walkover moment or or something like that something a little crazy yeah they built this they built this all up to hook's first match and now they're going to build this up to hook's first words but it's not going to come right now but this is what you talk call long-term hooking because this ah. is how you build up a superstar. Yeah. And it's, he's just going to run through QT Marshall like a knife through butter. Uh, I don't even know that Hook has even sold anybody's move in a match as of yet. He did, he no sold pile driver for crying out loud. So I don't see QT Marshall getting any significant offense in whatsoever. It's just going to be Hook in a romp, maybe three or five minutes. And I got to say, some no-sells are corny, but that one was just so badass. That was an old Taz spot. That was Yes, yeah, it was a callback. Yeah, I, I was gonna say, Partham, you want Hook Hogan to go and sell someone else's move? That's not gonna work for me, brother. <laughs> All right, we got a clean sweep as Micah will be picking the handsome devil badass Hook as well. Uh, and then we're moving on. We got Layla mm-hmm. Hurst versus Chris Statlander. I gotta say, I like Statlander. Um, I'm not gonna make my pick yet. Let's go reverse order. Let's start with Partham this time. Uh, but I know that there's been some talk about AEW. Maybe not properly developing the women's division, but I do think they have some underlying stars and Statlanders, one of them, in my opinion. But go ahead, Parth. It's been curious. I mean, just with that one line about Chris, that Chris Statlander threw it, uh, Layla saying, this is why your parents gave you up. And that's, I mean, a very heelish thing to do. As much as the heel itself, herself, might deserve it for all the chicanery and shenanigans and uh, run-ins she's been doing lately. But I think they're trying to build up Layla Hirsch as a, a badass heel threat. Whether that succeeds or not is yet to be seen, but they're going to try and follow through with that. So that's why I'm thinking Layla Hirsch is going to win this one. Yeah, Layla's the new Rusev. You just got just to be like, go out there with a Russian flag and everyone's going to boo her. Oh, good lord. That's all you have to do. <laughs> no, but see, but honestly, um, I, I think you do have to start building some more heels Um in that women's division outside the few that you've had it's been the same for a while with nyla rose and them and like it's kind of that revolving door you have to bring in a few more now and i think if you can build layla with a win over statlander here and then in the peripheral until you have um another heel champion you can build up chris statlander yet again because we've seen some of the things she can do uh in the ring and with best friends she can continue to get over um a loss here wouldn't hurt her for the long run and it just really would build layla so i'm going with layla hirsch i'm not convinced layla hirsch is not legit uh, <laughs> give me statlander give me a curse on layla hirsch from dan Housen. 
All the oh, extra, yeah. all the extracurriculars. Give me Statlander. I like in this one. Danhausen curses Russia. War is over if that happens. Seriously. How, I would how many more pay-per-view buys do you think it gets? Tony Khan is on the, the phone if, yeah, with Vladimir Putin later that night if Dan Housen curses Russia. If if, if mm. that happens, they're gonna they're gonna literally do a spot where they're filming like the cover for the next pay-per-view or whatever, and it's gonna be Sting with like an up close face, and they're gonna be like, No, we wanted the other guy, and it's gonna be Dan Housen. Covering of that next paper is the bush. Uh, so obviously, like I said, alluded to, I like Statlander. I think that she's solid. With that said, I think she's on sturdy enough to ground to where she can kind of uh, put uh, Layla over tonight. And obviously, like we've been talking about, AEW kind of does what makes sense uh, in the most part. Uh, they obviously do swerve every so often, um, but they're not the Ernie Green thought process uh, that is the WWE, the EGTP, as we respect it here on the WWE show. So. Everybody locking in Layla, except for Slick, who is not a Hirsch believer. Speaking of give believers. Me, give me that one against the rest. I'll take that. I Do agree. It's a great stage. opportunity. To get, that, that's a great opportunity to gain a pick right there. A great, great op for a pick by Slick. Speaking of believers, I like this storyline. I liked when uh, Brian Danielson was teasing the uh, tag team. I like how it was a little sort of, again, that's the thing. AEW doesn't take you on these traditional rides, these traditional wrestling tropes. That unfortunately, WWE has driven into the ground about 78 times uh, on a yearly basis. Um, with that said, I think this is going to be, I mean, it's hard to say, like, I mean, can you even call this a match that can steal the show? Because I feel like it's so on people's radars, right? Like, obviously, like, this is a top three match. With that said, I can see this being the highest rated match of the night. I can see it going um, 20 plus easily. Um, into the crowd, I think is almost a lock in my opinion. With that said, I got John Moxley kind of on his ramp back up to that true main event picture. And Brian Danielson just continues his run of putting everyone in AEW over and making them look like a trillion bucks. I got Moxley. It's like who you got. Yeah, I, um, this match is going to be absolutely crazy. The one thing I have that I feel like they could have done to make this better, but they're probably going to prove me so wrong with this take, is that the until I fight with you, I need to bleed with you aspect. I could have seen them making like a no disqualification of some sort so we can get some real blood and guts going between these two, as we know, John Moxley, but both very violent in individuals. But I feel like now that I say that, they're not going to need any props whatsoever. There's still going to be bloodshed. Yeah, this match is just going to is... be great, pure wrestling. Like you said, he only needs fists. I forgot about that. This is just going to be a great, pure wrestling match. I'm really looking forward to it. I got to go with Mox, too, though. And then ultimately, I think we do team up. And that's kind of me being positive in the scope of what I want to see because I want to see Daniel Garcia and uh, other guys like that under these two's wing and causing absolute havoc on Wednesday and Friday nights. Yeah. I, oh, I, I need them to team up. I need that faction to happen. Uh, like, like you said, I need uh, Daniel Garcia with Brian Danielson in whatever fashion. Uh, and if it's with Moxley too, Oh my Lord. Um, this one for me, it, it, it's just so hard to pick. And the buildup has just been, like you said, like it's just so different than anything we normally see. Like WWE, they would have just threw them together. would have been, can they coexist? And then they would have fought like a few weeks later. Mm -hmm. Like, no, like 
you can just want to fight someone because you're a badass and like that's who you are and john moxie has made that his character for so long and like it it got over in the indies and like it's what's working now and like i love it absolutely love it um i think this is one of the times where you see the three-way line and you're like why is the draw where it is i think we're gonna get like so true we're gonna get a draw some some way Mm -hmm. where the ref referee stops it whether it's like they both can't continue or a 10 count or something i think we're gonna get a draw are they gonna have a time limit on this they have a time limit i don't think i don't i don't know it's the pay-per-view because tv matches have a time limit like a pay-per-view technically for a reason wouldn't yeah just unless they're yeah but there's so many matches on the card like i have no idea i think it's going to a draw though only reason I ask is because that would definitely boost the odds of a draw significantly if there was a time limit. But I don't think I it's going to be a time limit draw. Trade. Like it's a kick their ass until yep. they can't do anything more. Ten draw. count on both sides. Yeah, I, I could totally see it. Or maybe a count out on the outside where they kick their ass. So is that is, they can't get back in the ring? Yeah. So is exactly. that your official pick here? You're going yes. draw. Let's yes. fucking go, Ty. I love that. I won't lie. I thought about a draw because we, but Danielson's, Danielson's had him. That's why I said it. it, it that's exactly why limit. they can't just keep going back to that well. I mean, Daniel's like, got it's two not time limit related. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, even if it's different than a time limit draw, I don't see Brian Danielson having yet another draw, whether it's not a time limit or is. Uh, this is one that I'm. It's pretty hard to call, but I remember that Mox made a point of saying that. Way back in the day when he first faced Brian Danielson, he wanted to beat him and he couldn't, and that's been eating in him ever, ever since. Uh, he did make, say something about, you know, I've gotten in Brian Danielson's head, so I've already won, but I still think he wants to get one over on Brian Danielson into the ring. So by the thinnest, thinnest of margins, I'm going to pick John Moxley in this one. Where does Maniac lie? Your mute. Typical host, I'm mute. <laughs> the mute. The mute monster got there you me. Go. Uh, yeah, but Partham. Uh, so everybody but Ty B taking Mox. Um, wait, hold on. Micah. He's got Uh-oh. Mox too. Okay, sorry. Had a little moment there. So four Moxes, take- one draw. With that said, I think in the future we may have to say if it's a if it's a head to head match and you pick draw, that should actually count like two and up. Like, because that's so hard to snipe, honestly. It's almost like a parlay. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> okay, so we'll talk about that. Talk about that. Can we talk about this take real quick? Yeah. Oh, oh, dude, I was, I absolutely want to tell you that because ever since I watched that one Talking Smack promo, I've always loved Cesaro as a promo or as a performer, but I've always wondered what Claudio could bring to the table. And if that, and if Claudio's music, had, so here's a question. I have no idea what Claudio's doing. Is he coming out of the heel tunnel or is he coming out of the face tunnel? I mean, when, when we saw Adam, have one. If you if if, it, if it's this scenario right here that we're talking about, I think he has to come out of the face tunnel if Danielson wins, because Danielson is playing a heel. He's so over, but like, uh, he's ultimately playing a heel role. Who knows after what ends, how this match ends, but. If in that exact scenario, I see Claudio as a face. If he's going to align with Danielson, I think he's got to be a heel. And yeah. 
They'll, they will telegraph it because we saw Beckett all out, Adam Cole, everybody was going crazy, but he came out of the heel tunnel and everybody was so just uh, marking out over it that we didn't realize, oh, it's going to be a swerve. He's going to join the elite. So if in that scenario, I would see Claudio coming out of the heel tunnel and joining Danielson because I can see that scenario having it for nothing else that Moxley's a, a good guy, a, a, you know, in the sense of the word, uh, a fan favorite, and Brian Danielson's like the very jerkish heel. Uh, I don't know how their dynamic would work going forward as a team up. I'd love to see them team up, but I wonder if one of them would have to turn a little more heel or a little more face. So I could definitely see Brian Danielson joining with Claudio and Claudio being uh, the heel right from the start. Okay. Could be a very interesting development. And speaking of an interesting development, the EGTP himself, the founder is in the building. Pay your respects, folks. It's Ernie oh, Green. Shit. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think I'm that important. I, I, but thank you very much. I'm good. Good morning, gentlemen. From you're you're basically and... the Isaac Newton of the WWE show as of these last three shows because we're <laughs> using your theorems and your thought process all the time. Hey, so let's catch us up, Ernie. I know uh, you're busy out uh, working where you're at. Um, we're three matches into our predictions. Uh, who you got in Hook versus QT Marshall? Hook. Okay. Who you got in Layla Hirsch versus Chris Statlander? We'll go Layla Hirsch. Okay, and then Let's we were go. just catching up on what many are expecting, a match that could steal the show, uh, Moxley versus Danielson. Who you got there? I think Moxley. I think there's going to be a bigger thing with Danielson character depth-wise and moving forward, and I think Moxley needs a good win to kind of reestablish himself because he hasn't been around a lot. Okay. Well, hey, okay. Also, I love it. And we were talking Great. about the possibility of Claudio showing up. Uh, any input on that uh, specific front? I mean, I am the biggest Claudio fan there is, so that would be awesome. But okay. if, if he does show up, if he does show up, I think this would be the place. Either that or with, um, I'm actually, well, I, I'll talk about, you haven't talked about the other match he might show up in. But okay. um, there okay. are, there's one more match he can show up in with, given the history he had in Ring of Honor. And also the fact now that Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor, it might be kind of like a tie-in and a callback. There's two matches that he could jump in. This is one of them. Okay. Well, I don't think it'll be this one, but I do have some interest in this one as we're talking about the women's division developing uh, on AEW. we got the TBS championship, and we're not talking Seinfeld syndication. We are talking Jade Cargill versus Ty Conti. Um, yeah, two superstars. I mean, Jade Cargill has been built up like a powerhouse, um, you know, kind of like she should be. I mean, she is a intimidating presence whenever she's on screen, uh, and I've liked the way this they've developed her character, and I like Ty Conti as well. With that said... Let's kick it off. Let's go slick, and then we'll go around the horn to Ernie. Who you got? Jade Cargill versus Ty Conti for the TBS Championship. It's tough week to week seeing these TBS defenses because all these girls that go to challenge Jade Cargill, I'm really a fan of. <clears throat> the Bunny should have won last week. But, um, you know, Jade Cargill is going to win ultimately. It's going to be a good match. I love Ty Conti, but... Jade Cargill is going to be less impressive than Ty Conti in this match and still get the win. My only problem with how big they build a character like this, especially in the women's division, is ultimately you have to have someone stop this freight train. And who the hell is going to stop this beast in Jade Cargill? I'm like, she's an absolute tank. Um... That question remains unanswered, and it will probably for some time. But as of tomorrow night, 
I gotta go with Jade Cargill defending her title. I I think eventually that um. Car- oh, sorry. Am I, am I next? Yep. No, you're last. We're going around the horn. You're good. Oh no, my I, bad. I, I get why you thought that. It's all good. Time to you're up. Yeah, keep that kung fu shit out of here. Jade Cargill's gonna beat the shit out of Ty Conti. They. Ty's been around for a while. She's been in the mix at, at the top, but she's not there fully yet. I think we need someone to to get a big build up to prove that you know they can compete with Jade uh, before she ends up losing. No one has that build right now, so she's still going to continue to carry it. And she's the perfect person to carry that belt. And Mark Sterling has been doing great character work around her to keep all that stuff interesting. Uh, the world's Worst lawyer. Um, great on BTE, though. Jericho <laughs> saying that last night after he, <laughs> after uh, Cargo got super good. He's like, Sterling's a terrible, terrible lawyer. lawyer. <laughs> Find a new representative. He just lost on BTE, too, in, in court, too. So, yeah. And he, you do see it, like, like Becky Lynch was on the uh, commentary, like, a couple weeks ago. But Jericho really does add a lot, I feel like, on that commentary. Uh, uh, I, 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 I mean, I don't know. I, I, I just like, I I like that he, that he seems it. like a person versus a commentator. Yeah. He drives me nuts on it. I think, like, he interjects too much to cut off the other people where, like, I think Ricky Starks and, like, Taz are adding way more and, like... I love Starks. Yeah, and Starks gets cut off and interjected on too much because Jericho's like, Oh, he kicked him! He's going to curse him. Don't say anything bad. He'll curse us. I do think that Jericho needs to, you know, uh, bring down the volume a little bit, at least every so often. Like, he needs the GFI. It's like, it's like if, if, you're, if you're listening to a heavy metal album that's going a thousand miles an hour the whole time, it's going to get old a little bit, at least for me. But if you listen to Master Puppets, where there's a little bit of this going on, then it's a lot more effective when it goes faster and louder. But regardless. Um, I mean, have you, have you listened to Fozzie? <laughs> I've listened to one song in particular. I think I know the words too, but uh, I could see Tate Conti beating a TBS champion. The only problem is they're pushing Jade Cargill to the moon, and Slick, you're absolutely right. Uh, the problem is not that you're pushing her. The problem is who's going to stop her. It's almost not that her streak and her push is on the level of The Undertaker at WrestleMania, but it's the same kind of dilemma. Like, who do you eventually have beat them? But the, the thing, the difference is nobody wanted to have that Undertaker lose at WrestleMania, and people are eventually going to want to see someone go over Jade Cargill as much as she's starting to develop and get better in the ring and be more of a, a star uh, in her presentation. Uh, I could see Tate Conti winning, but they're just going to push, keep pushing Jade Cargill on the moon, so Jade's going to win this. I like how you brought up Seinfeld. I could totally see Jade Cargill being like a love interest to Kramer. <laughs> but that's just me. Um, anyway, um, I agree with everything said. Cargo, I think, is eventually going to lose to challenge uh, Britt Breaker. I don't think it's. I just don't think it's uh, this this pay per view. So I'm going to go with Cargo. Kramer, what are you doing in the room? Uh, just watching Jade Cargo highlights. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> What's the deal with Jade Cargo? <laughs> I could definitely see Kramer with a girlfriend named Jade. I could definitely see Kramer's girlfriend having like a lawyer who draws up like all the rules of their relationships. Like, and then Kramer has to leave the relationship when he's being like too physically like worn down. Like, uh, of course, I get it. She's too much for me, Jerry. Okay. But we got okay. And speaking of too much, okay, so we so we're all basically on the Cargill train. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it just doesn't make sense to take Cargill out. But with that said, I think we all agree this is a point an opportunity for Ty Conti just to shine as pay-per-view opportunities always are. And speaking of pay-per-view opportunities, 
This is the last match on the card where I'm like iffy on. I don't know what is ultimately going to happen. Um, and I'm not talking about the results. I'm talking about the ultimate product in the ring, the squared circle. Uh, House of Black just feels like they have so much momentum right now. Um, I just can't see them cutting the legs out from under that, even versus Death Triangle. I mean, I, I don't know what more to say. With that said, you got Pac, obviously. He'll probably have some great spots. I ultimately like House of Black to get it done and win this match. But it'll probably be crazy. And maybe for expectation-wise, this will be the match that steals the show. Because you got Alistair Black. You got Neville. Or my old guy, Neville. But you got Pac. Um, Neville. Yes, very interested to see what they do here. Let's go uh, reverse back order now. So let's start with Ernie. Uh, Ernie, who you got? House of Black versus Death Triangle facing off uh, in this tag team match. You know, if this was, you know, you are right. It would be, in my opinion, it would be completely like uh, um, moronic to stop Hustle Black right now. If this was WWE, I'd pick Death Triangle because they would absolutely do that for no reason. But this is unfortunately. Yeah, but fortunately, this is AEW, so I'm going to pick House of Black. Yeah, they've only put together House of Black in the last month or so, and they're, they've been building up Malachi Black as this, you know, very dark, sinister threat to everybody else on the roster. And now he's got a whole, his own ministry of darkness around him. And, uh, as much as you know, everybody loves uh, uh, Penta and uh, Pac, and seeing Redbeard come back was great. I mean, that was a nice pop. That was a nice good moment. I don't know if he's going to be all elite permanently, but uh, I think they have to keep building up House of Black as a big threat, and uh, especially if the trio styles are going to come into play soon. So it's going to be House of Black. Yeah, it seems like they've had uh, these creative plans going for a while where they expanded House of Black this way, and I think you know, they were planning to have Ray Phoenix in this match originally. So I think he ended up being a placeholder, but a great placeholder because you have just a, a huge guy who you can really, you know, use to, you know, work with Buddy Matthews and Brody King to really make them seem like, you know, the strongest of the strong, you know, and, and Malachi can, you know, one kick knock out him. Like that just puts him over the top as well. Like there's a lot you can do there to, uh, put House of Black over without still hurting Pac and Penta too much, you know, where, um, I mean, even if they do end up having to take the pin, I don't think this hurts them too much. Um, it, it's giving them something to do with Ray Phoenix injured, which is good as well. Mm -hmm. um, and House of Black, strap the, the rockets onto them, strap the jetpacks on. Uh, they need to be going to the moon. I absolutely love it. Been to AW twice in the past what six to eight months and both times i didn't get to see malachi absolutely pissed i need to see that live that entrance is incredible especially now with the entire house it's going to be it's going to be sick to see what they do for the pay-per-view and we're going with house of black that's crazy because both shows you went to were absolute bangers as well i know yeah all right boys you ready yeah they're gonna they're gonna keep adding to the house of black Redbeard is going to be on the verge of a pin here. The lights are going to drop, and we're going to get the Cult of Wyndham joining the House of Black. Freaking book it. I've been I've, I've wanted it to happen for, what, months now? I couldn't think of a more perfect opportunity. You bring Redbeard back in. Little uh, we, know, we know the history between the two, and obviously the Brody Lee connection on AEW. Lights go out. Give me Wyndham doing his weird, like, upside-down shit in the, in the corner of the ring. 
and then ultimately giving a kiss of death to Redbeard. Slick and just wants it so bad. I do, I do. I'm gonna speak <laughs> it into existence. I don't even care. And yeah, any opportunity I, who, possible. Slick. I was slick with all these takes in. this dude's putting in, but you don't want Wyndham in AEW. What is he tripping, bro? Come on. I for, I forget the exact House name, Black, but, but it but in Little Big League when he takes over the team, the one friend keeps going like, "You should start Wetland. You should start Wetland." And then ultimately in the biggest game, he starts Wetland. That is slick with with Wyndham. He goes, "Well, I can really see the lights going out and Wyndham coming out here." <laughs> But, but like, come on, like, if like I have said that, I know, but like, with Redbeard opens that door times ten, in my opinion, for this I agree. spot. I, I agree. Ultimately, so, it's like over over eight from three, but he's not going to stop shooting. Shoot, shoot. It's Definitely more like don't. it's more like uh, half court at this point. But, you, oh, don't bring that up. That's a that's a low blow. That's a low blow. <laughs> that was unintentional. No, that's yeah, oh yeah. But, well, we're but, we're intentionally feuding but, now. We're going to start unintentionally but, doing but that like, shit. When he does get here, he's going to be in the House of Black. I think we can almost all agree, hopefully, like that. You can't set it up much better. And I know uh, I've been, I know I I've been to disagree because yeah, I think, I think Malachi's get... got to be the head and Wyndham's got to be yeah. the head of whatever he's doing. It'd get pretty crowded if Wyndham joined the House of Black. I think three is a perfect number for them. And it reminds me of Omega when Cole came in. We all know there was going to eventually be a schism there within uh, the elite. And yeah, I I agree. I I love the enthusiasm slick. I can feel you jumping through the screen right now. With that said, I just don't see Wyndham coming out and being anybody's biatch. I mean, he's going to be the friggin' leader when he comes in. So So it'll be very interesting. Maybe they'll do do a program for a couple weeks. So does he come over for Death Triangle? And like take the place of like what? I don't know. Slick just swerved himself. He literally swerved himself. I was gonna take that take at first. He worked himself. He worked himself into a shoot. Now he's a mark. It's still real to him. Give me House of Black and Wyndham. Remind me. It's a a House of Black sweep. It's a House of Black sweep. Remind uh, me. Is this a is this a pre match show or is this on the main card? Main card. Okay. Yeah, I actually didn't know because I didn't have it on the thing. Um, Yeah, I think there's only two that. Around the pre- pre-show. I think it's I mean, Statlander and Hirsch and Hook and King on the pre-show. Oh my gosh. If you put those two on the pre-show, with all due respect to all those performers, I mean, geez, these 10 matches on this show are just incredible as far as the overall quality. So with that said, now we get into the uh, the thoroughbreds, the ones uh, that everyone's been excited for for weeks and months at a time. We got the oh, A, Is this the other one on the buy-in? I think no, it's, a- it's it probably is the one we just covered. It though. is it is kind of a you know combo of personalities on the one side, but you got Andre Andrade, Matt Hardy, Isaiah Gessie. Could we see? Could we see a? Uh, oh my god, why am I blanking on his name? His his alternate personality, Jeff Hardy. What, what's oh, his brother uh, Nero? Willow, he's, Willow. Oh, Willow. Could, could he's Willow? Three days, come out? He's three days three days away. He could show up Wednesday, I think. Tony Gra- oh. Tony Khan's dropping stacks to buy out those three days. But no, all right, I'm making that up. With that said, <laughs> I, I mean, I do not think there is any chance on earth that Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Sting are losing this match. So I'll kick it off here before Slick. I'm locking in. Uh, what do we even call this team? Like the the AEW, like the pillars All-Stars? and Sting. The pillars and Sting. <laughs> yeah, the iconic pillars. Okay, iconic. Oh, pillars. okay. There you go. All right. All right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I agree. I don't see a situation where they lose. 
I was very impressed, though, in Andrade, um, Darby, and Sammy's TNT match last night. That was unbelievable. I think it just really goes to show how underutilized Andrade was in WWE. And, um, yeah, and then you Andrade, Matt Hardy, uh, I think this AHFO splits up once Jeff gets here to some extent. So... Give me Darby, Sammy, and Sting taking the dub in this one. Uh, 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 not so fast, Slick. That's where you're wrong. Darby and Sammy, we saw it last night. Don't want to get along no more. He's pissed about losing the title. <laughs> Things aren't going to work out well. Can they coexist? They're not going to coexist. Matt Hardy is also going to get broken up here with the AHFO. Andrade and um, Isaiah are going to end up doing something here to get the win without him and get a moment without Matt. Matt's going to get pissed. Matt's going to walk away, do something erratic, probably walk out through the crowd this time. Um, and then Andrade or Isaiah Cassidy gets a big moment here to get a win. Um, Andrade put on an incredible performance in the loss. He needs something. Um, here he can't just keep taking L's over and over. So I think it's going to be Andrade getting a pin, Isaiah Cassidy getting a moment, Matt Hardy walking out through the crowd, and a H F O getting the win as we get a Sammy Darby bigger feud going. Hmm. Speaking, I, did I we did get you, Matt Hardy's yeah. drug test results back? I I didn't know. I think they're negative. Yeah. They were negative. Did you watch BT? I know. I, yeah, yeah, I was just I was just playing. I do think we get some. Uh, Sammy Darby drama in this match and possibly down the, the road, but I don't see it uh, playing into the finish. Like maybe one of them tries to get the pin off the other's move or something. Uh, but I don't see a Sammy Darby and Sting losing this match. I see if you want to break up the AHFO, you got to have a, another loss because that's what the, that's what's been driving Matt crazy is that Isaiah Cassidy can't get the job done. Uh, and he's Isaiah Castle will take the pin, and Matt, of course, will just jump the guardrail and you know leave and never uh, come back to the AHFO. It'll be the AFO from here on out. Uh, the whole reason for the merger is to pass the, the AHFO on to Andrade. Uh, but for this match, Sting, Darby, and Sammy are going to go over. It won't be easy for them. They're not probably going to be on the same page the whole match, even right up till the end. But they're going to win. Yeah, I just want to go on the record and say I'm not sure there has been more. A more underutilized performer in the past five years than Andrade. Um, the matches that he puts on and his characters is absolutely fantastic. You know, the matches he had in NXT, TakeOver against Gargano and against Aleister Black, just fantastic. And I think he's been great in AEW as well. Having said that, yeah, Sting, Guevara, and Alan and Darby Allin are going to win this match. I was surprised you didn't have Cesaro up for that award, uh, Ernie, because we know you've been vocal about it too. So this is a big opportunity. AEW well, could be the promised land for these two. Well, I'll say this, Cesaro, um, he, well, first off, Cesaro was actually, he had one more great moment in WWE than um, Andrade did. He at least got that mini feud and match with Roman Reigns, you know, so, and he, and he's been hurt here and there too, you know what I'm saying? So the five years before that, I would say Cesaro for sure, but the past five years, I think it's Andrade. Are you, are you forgetting his epic victory in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? Yeah, that was like I said, ten years. That was twenty fourteen, man. I was there. It, it was. Well, well, I was gonna say because WWE forgot about it the week after too. Oh so yeah. No big deal. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> who, can forget, who can forget when Cesaro was a Paul Heyman guy for like two weeks? The King of Swing. I I heard a little report about that. I don't know if it was uh Paul Heyman or somebody else who said that. Uh, 
the entire reason they put uh, Paul Heyman with, with Cesaro is because uh, Brock Lesnar wasn't going to be there for a few weeks. He was still, you know, part-timey like he always did. And they just wanted Paul Heyman to be on TV saying that he and Lesnar conquered The Undertaker's undefeated streak. So uh, Cesaro was basically just a placeholder, just an excuse for Paul Heyman to be out there. That's pathetic. And, yeah, I know. It's pretty sad. It's 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 like they want that just shows they want Paul Heyman. It's more important to them that Paul Heyman is on TV than they're one of the best wrestlers in the locker room. And they don't. I don't have much to say more than that. Guys, Scoff. don't don't start Scoff. making stuff up like they gave you know Roman Reigns spot to Dolph Ziggler in that one Survivor Series match. Okay, you know WWE doesn't do stuff like that. Okay, <laughs> they, they follow through on their storylines, and it's about long term storytelling and booking. And speaking of long-term storytelling and booking, there's a lot in play here. There's a lot, a lot, a lot in play here. First off, you have the Young Bucks, which are basically like, they should just be named the AEW All-Stars. Because no matter what happens, they can come out and get smashed. They can come out and get bloody. They can get thrown around. They're going to make it put on a pretty good show. You got them taking on, obviously, Red Dragon. Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, two performers who I didn't watch enough in NXT, truly. So I'm looking forward to seeing their performance here. And of course, Jurassic Express. You want to talk about a rocket. These guys have been feuding with the Young Bucks nonstop, the elite for the past year. They got Christian Cage reinforcements, and now they're, again, tag team champions. Uh, after a brief, uh, I think they lost them for a little bit about six months ago, four or six months ago. With that said, this should be an absolute banger. Um, it should be a spot fest, I would assume, uh, given the fact that it's a three-team tag. Um, with that said, Ernie, why don't you uh, start us off here? Who do you got taking home the AEW tag team titles? Um, I'm every time there's, there's usually when there's a three-way dance. Well, when it's booked correctly, a three-way dance is so you can have somebody win while protecting another person. And I see Jurassic Express winning this by pinning uh, either Fish or O'Reilly and likely Fish. If you, if you look at the six people in this match, like I love I love Bobby Fish, but as you know, he's the guy that is most likely to take the fall compared to the rest of the guys. So I, I think they want to keep Jurassic Express and the Young Bucks going. It's a pretty good feud. And one way of keeping that going is by having Jurassic Express win the tag team title without defeating the Young Bucks. So I'm going to go with Jurassic Express here. Yeah, I see Jurassic. I agree with the uh, frozen floating head of Ernie Green, Ernie Green over here. Uh, I think Jurassic Express is going to take this one. Uh, I think this is going to be more about the uh, the internal. This is where it's going to start brewing within the pay-per-view, uh, where the elites basically just going to start warring with each other. And you might see uh, Red Dragon and the Young Bucks uh, teaming up on the same page at the start of this match. But once once the pinfalls start, they're just going to turn on each other. And uh, that conflict is going to allow Jurassic Express to uh, steal the win here. Uh, I mean, Jurassic Express's tag title run has not been anything special, but it's not been all that dull. Uh, once you saw, once you heard this was going to be a, a three-way tag match, you knew which teams were going to be involved, and you knew why they were going to be involved. So Jurassic Express will get the win, and we're going to see the start of uh, the Elite Civil War. 
Yeah, I don't think you need uh, the tag team belts between either of those teams to do that Elite Civil War. So for that exact reason, uh, I, th I think Jurassic Express will retain. And we've seen, uh, I'd like a, a lot of what we've seen out of Jungle Boy working with Christian Cage. People have been like, whoa, Christian's not wrestling, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he's obviously working with these guys backstage and working on their promos. You've seen this fiery uh, side out of Jungle Boy lately and, and getting a little pissed off and being a little bad badass and i like that and i think that's really adding to his character where it's not he's jungle boy he's becoming jungle man he's doing those things he has to do to get to the next level if you will he's becoming tarzan yeah and uh i i think it's working i think they're gonna they're gonna get over luchasaurus always works really well especially um in a spot like this he's a great base um and he's worked you know a ton with the buck so they're gonna obviously come up with a ton of great spots for this match it's gonna be a, a great one to watch and drastic express is gonna retain yeah well uh looks like we're getting closer and closer to a clean sweep here i also got jurassic express retaining i agree with partham i think this leads to the elite civil war uh tony khan mentioned recently in a media day that uh trios titles might be in the near future for AEW. we get that civil war going adam cole loses tonight kenny comes back in the near future potential trios titles for the first time ever between those three each i re i really want to see that that would be awesome but jurassic express retains tonight and then who knows maybe we get santana and ortiz as challengers maybe we get the freaking uh team extreme as challengers who knows the broken hardies there's a lot of possibilities here, but ultimately you got to have the champions retain. If the Broken Hardys came out with Lita for a trios title match, yeah. I, would probably, I would probably lose it. Um, yeah, I, I like the opportunity that I have here to take um, Fish and O'Reilly and gain a pick on everybody. Um, it's just tough to do it. I like I agree with everything you guys said. Uh, Jurassic Express right now is steady and with the Elite Civil War clearly on deck or hopefully on deck. Um, we've seen how well they do long-term storytelling, uh, especially the Bucks. Um, that should be absolutely incredible. I will take Jurassic Express. So that's a clean sweep in a three-team tag team match. So uh, very interesting uh, results there with six people picking because that's not obvious. Uh, I will say there's definitely a chance we are all incorrect there. Um, and Micah picks uh, Jurassic Express as well. This one... Mm. I mean, again, every match, every match remaining on the card is going to be a banger. This is a huge chance. In my opinion, Jericho has had his run. Love him. Love him as a performer. Uh, you know, I will say that. Got, got to get Kingston a win here. Uh, somehow, some way, I don't know if it's by, literally by will or by skill. Like, it doesn't matter if he has to look good or anything. Eddie Kingston needs this W. He has been grinding. He has been working. He put over CM Punk. Obviously, there was no real choice there. Uh, but there's a huge opportunity for Jericho to put over Kingston here. And Jericho would be virtually unaffected. Um, he, you know, he's been putting people over the last couple of months now, uh, going back to the MJF feud. Uh, so with that said, I am locking in the Jericho-holics. Or no, <laughs> Eddie Kingston. Eddie like, Kingston. Eddie Kingston. Slick, who you got? Yeah, I'm in agreement here. Um, and Eddie Kingston does need this win. He's been long overdue. And 
Jericho is so good at building up to these matches to get people over once he does lose to them, saying Eddie Kingston can never win the big one, and the big one in AEW is against Chris Jericho. It's got everyone like, oh, my God, this guy sucks now. But ultimately, it's Chris Jericho. He's a legend. But him saying that, it just makes more credibility to it. I think Eddie Kingston beats the shit out of Jericho. Well, they beat the shit out of each other, and then – we get Eddie Kingston takes the dub. Jericho goes for a handshake. Maybe Eddie denies it. Maybe he does shake his hand. I don't know. But Eddie is getting the W here. Yeah, I think you have to give Eddie the W, like like everyone's been saying. Like he's literally gone up against, you know, Moxley and uh, you know, Cody and some of the other top names, and he's never been able to get the win in the big one. And the fans have been behind him the entire time and they keep getting more and more and more and more behind him like eddie kingston just is perpetually over and gets more over as time goes on a win over chris jericho builds him as a guy that doesn't need to be in the title picture all the time but can have these feuds that are big enough to put on pay-per-view because of the way he's talking and everything and it allows you to make chris jericho go heel here and start doing some different things um with with the uh, inner circle there because everything with P and P where are we good and like like not really but like eh. so it, it gives them the opportunity to go heal pride and powerful can stay his faces and kind of get away from him and and stay with Eddie and kind of side with him here as this feud ends. Anytime someone can get uh, the crowd to organically boo CM Punk in a match, that's when you know you have. A hot act on your hands and you've got to start pushing him now i mean he couldn't go over punk then he couldn't quite go over brian danielson when they fought but chris jericho putting himself over as none of these other guys are the guy i'm the guy that you gotta be i'm the bigger i'm the big fish in this pond so that's that is not negating those past uh, losses but it's making this match out to be bigger than what matches uh, eddie kingston has had in the past so that's what's setting up for Eddie Kingston to go over Chris Jericho in this match. I don't know if I see – Problem Powerful are definitely part of the equation. I don't know if I see them uh, possibly getting involved in some way. Eddie Kingston's got to go over a clean one way or the other. So picks Eddie Kingston. I also pick Eddie Kingston. I think there's not one – I think he is the most improved um, professional wrestler in probably the past 12 to 18 months. You know, he's just really – you know, he's always been a good wrestler. I don't. I think he's really more committed than he's ever been to being, you know, overall to being a good wrestler. And his promos are great. His wrestling's improved. And he was always a good wrestler in a good interview. But I think it's gotten even better. Um, the only way I see Jericho winning is this is the other match where I can see Claudio jumping in, given their history with that with Kingston. So I don't think that's going to happen. But that's the only way I can see Jericho winning. It would make no sense for Jericho to win. Um, so I'm going with Eddie Kingston. Okay, we have back-to-back sweeps in Jurassic Express and Eddie Kingston. And, and these are kind of some, uh, these are arguably some AEW pillar matches. Uh, you know, you're talking about the Bucks, you're talking about Jurassic Express, and obviously Jericho and Kingston. I agree with uh, Bill's Mafia STF here has been. Thanks, shout out for commenting in. Shout out your comments or anything you might think might happen. YouTube, Twitter, uh, Twitch, Facebook, we're rocking and rolling. Uh, but I do think that Jericho uses some heelish tactics in this match. Uh, ultimately, whether it's outright cheating or even if it's just grabbing the ropes during some pin spots, uh, it'll only make that getting over that much greater for Kingston. And again, we all agree that if the plan is to put Kingston over, he will likely get over, courtesy uh, of Jericho, given how hot he is at the current 
uh, state and as well as Jericho's ability as a performer to get others over. And speaking I, will, over I will say to uh, Bill Fabia CF's uh, booking there of uh, Jericho and uh, Hangman having their rematch at Double or Nothing, that would be great booking, except for the fact that I think MJF is going to be shot into the title scene. Uh, regardless of how his match ends, and we'll get to that in a second. But I think uh, MJF's in line to uh, basically nice. end. Uh, maybe, maybe they have. Well, it wouldn't be as impactful, as meaningful if they had Jericho and Hangman fight before Double or Nothing. It would have to be at Double or Nothing if you uh, revisit that from about, about three years ago. But I, th I think, uh, yeah, they'll they'll turn Jericho heel, but not at the expense of Kingston. I, I don't think they're going to draw Kingston's not winning the big one out that long. Anytime you start saying you can't win the big one, that's when you know someone's about to win the big one. Oh my gosh. But now I'm imagining like a reality where somehow Kingston leapfrogs, defeats Paige for the title, and then that's when MJF is the next contender up and he's the one that beats him. Oh my God, the heat, the heat. Speaking of which, uh, we were going to go to a different match, but since we're talking about it, let's just do it. The sure. dog collar match, CM Punk, Versus MJF, I could see some shenanigans. I could see some craziness. And, of course, we know the war dog is looming at all times. So, with that said, uh, it should be an absolute banger. This is a rematch in which, uh, you know, MJF already beat CM Punk after a pretty lengthy buildup. With that said, what do we got, boys? Slick, what do you got going? Or, actually, let's start off with Ernie. Ernie, what do you got? CM Punk, MJF, dog collar match. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with MJF again. I think he is the next. He's the heir apparent to the title. Um, I don't think he's going to win clean. I think there's gonna be some more shenanigans, but I think they need him to win to progress the storyline where he eventually faces Hangman Page. And my prediction is that he's gonna face him at Double or Nothing. And this is gonna be an awesome match. I mean, one of my favorite matches of all time is the Dog Collar match with Piper and Valentine from 1983. That makes me sound really really old. Um, but that is yeah. So Dog Collar matches are great. CM Punk has always been a rowdy, big Rowdy Piper fan, so there's probably going to be a bunch of callbacks to that match. I'm really, really, really looking forward to that ma this match. I think it's going to be the match of the night, but I think MGF, MJF wins with some um, Tom Foolery. I could definitely see the Pinnacle getting involved and Wardlow being conflicted about getting involved. Maybe he tries to help him out, or maybe he just hesitates for a second. I do see MJF like I uh, just mentioned a minute ago, being in the title picture and being Hangman's challenger at Double or Nothing. But MJF is not a rankings guy. He has not been building up wins. Punk's been getting in his way. You know, He gave uh, Captain Sean Dean his one, the one defeat that MJF has the, to uh, anybody this year. Um, so if, he, if MJF is going to get in the title match, it's going to be like uh, some kind of a ladder match or a battle royale or whatever they do uh, leading up to Double or Nothing. So... MJF's not going to be the number one contender on his stats alone. He's just going to find a way to win a contender's match. And he doesn't need to necessarily win this match in order to get there. I think they've built it up where Punk's going to get his revenge at uh, over MJF. And because it's a dog collar match without much rules in it, they can keep MJF safe as a, uh, you know, winning straight up matches. Or what? Well, MJF doesn't win straight up matches. He just knocks people out with his uh, diamond ring or gets Pinnacle involved. So... I mean, you can't build up MJF that way to be a threat to Hangman Page. He's, he's just going to win a uh, contenders match. So as far as this match goes, they're going to have a lot of callbacks to Roddy Piper and Punk's match with uh, Raven and ROH. Maybe they'll uh, pull a little from the tape library they have now. 
Uh, I see Punk going over because they uh, made MJF the, the dastardly heel in the Go Home show. So Punk's going to win this, I think. Yeah, I'm so conflicted on this one because it, I I think MJF is the best heel in wrestling right now. He's the best thing that <clears throat> one of the best things going in all of wrestling right now. And I think him getting a win here could just send him into like another stratosphere and um and it could cause uh you know that that heel turn that old cm punk that everyone else has been you know we've been getting P pg punk well it seems like you know that little promo he cut after he was all bloodied like we're we're getting him to revert back to some of that old uh cm punk that people used to love and when he's working as a heel like he could tell some incredible stories with some of these other guys on the roster that he hasn't been able to all that much yet so i think that opens up you know the, the door for him plus could really really make mjf just a, an absolute superstar with an with a performance in this match that i think we will see um uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with my heart and I'm just gonna go with MJF on this one. Strap strap the rocket to that man as well. Pay him all the monies in, in twenty twenty four, buy him a blimp, buy him whatever he wants, keep that man in AEW forever. Yeah, I agree with Ty. There I'm conflicted and there are so many things that could happen in this match. And also there's someone else in AEW that uh wants a blimp, but I'll get to that. Um so I, I don't, there's so many things that could happen. I think you don't necessarily need a win out of MJF to have him next in line for the title, although it would really set it up well. You also don't necessarily need a trilogy after this if CM Punk were to take a W with this dog collar match. Ultimately, I think CM Punk's going to win and we might see a trilogy. I think MJF is going to be on the verge of victory and the pinnacle is going to get involved and he's going to rely on Wardlow's help and Wardlow is just going to step away and let things play out. MJF's going to be pissed and Punk's going to seize the opportunity and um, get the win here. And then we either have some stuff with Wardlow and MJF to discuss. We have a, a trilogy match you could set up or you could even throw MJF right into that title picture randomly because he can jump into any situation and still be the best heel in wrestling as ty said but i'm gonna take cm punk i gotta go with my heart as just like ty did just the other direction wow this is about i mean we're at we're at three two right now with uh mike i have an mjf i gotta go mjf here um, I think this is a tremendous opportunity. I mean, he's already up there, obviously, as the top heel in wrestling and in, in the entire business right now. But, I mean, back-to-back -back wins over CM Punk. I don't think he does it clean. Um, I think there's a spot there. My, my take is I don't know how they're going to execute it, but I think Wardlow is going to indirectly help uh, MJF win this match. I think there could be a spot maybe where CM Punk, like, beats down some other Pinnacle members. Wardlow is like looking at CM Punk. He's looking at, you know, MJF and he's actually about to go after MJF. But in that millisecond, CM Punk kind of just like attacks him, like thinking he has to defend himself. He gets pissed about that powerbomb march or whatever. And uh, they win. So I got MJF uh, taking the dog collar match. I think it's gonna be tough for people to see. But at the end of the day, CM Punk is not Hulk Hogan. He doesn't need to get his win back. He cares about putting the best show on. Um, and I can see 
them taking care of business in that way. And speaking of taking care of business, we are down to our final three matches. We got the Face of the Revolution ladder match. We got the AEW Women's title. And we got the AEW Championship here on Wrestling With Emotion, brought to you by Picasso's Pizza. Picasso's Freestyle. Let's do it. Hey. Eating a couple wings with a couple kings. They're my favorite things. Hey. Hey. That's all I got. I'm not a good freestyle rapper. Wait, hold on. Let me think for a second. Hey. So, we got the Face of the Revolution ladder pack. Uh, a lot of build-up is, and obviously a spot for a future AEW TNT championship match. Uh, so, a lot of implications here. With that said, we got, ooh, a lot of mouthful here. Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy. Oops, I lost the uh, thing. Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Wardlow, and Christian Cage. Um, Christian Cage is basically like the team captain out there, I'm assuming, with Ladder, with uh, with the experience these guys have. Uh, with that said, should be very entertaining and probably will be a spot fest, um, similar, in my opinion, to the triple threat match earlier. With that said, I will lead it off, and I am going to go with Wardlow. Uh, great opportunity to keep strapping that rocket. It'll only dig into a bigger uh, schism between him and MJF. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing how that continues to progress. Jake Micah is locking in Keith Lee for his pick. Uh, so we got, so far, Wardlow, Keith Lee. Slick, who you got in this face of the ladder? Face of the Revolution ladder match. I'd love to pick Wardlow, but I don't see how that plays into a potential turn on MJF down the line. I'm going to go with the limitless Keith Lee. Yeah, uh, this one's interesting because I think Keith Lee is seemingly uh, starting to feud with Team Taz and uh, Starks and Hobbs. Whether that's just because they're in the match or like they're really starting that feud, it looks like they'll probably go in in the feud direction. So I'm gonna probably take all three of them out of that, and that that leaves me with taking Wardlow. I think Wardlow wins this one. Um, MJF said that if he wins, like he can have the title chance himself and MJF wouldn't actually take it under his contract or whatever, whatever. So I think it's going to be bored though. I agree with Ty that uh, Keith Lee could win this match, but he's been getting a couple of run-ins with Team Taz. That's the program that I think he's going to be in after this match is over. Uh, and the Ward and they're building up Wardlow more than anybody else that's in this match, uh, especially with the, uh, the dialogue that him and uh, MJF have been having about whether he's going to hand over the title or he can keep the title, whether he can win the match or not. Uh, that's the that's the storyline here. So they're going to have Wardlow win this match. Whether he ultimately wins the TNT title or not, that's a, sto- that's a discussion for another day. But I think uh, if Wardlow was in this match, I would pick Keith Lee. But Wardlow would, will win this match, I think. It would be really weird if, like, they had all that discussion with MJF and Wardlow and there was no payoff. Like they were just discussing it week after week on television and then nothing happens with that. 
I mean, I can see that happening with WWE, but this is AEW. So I am going to go with uh, Wardlow here also. And again, I think Keith Lee will eventually get in the title picture, but he's going to feud with Team Taz before he gets in there. And I think it's a great idea because they're going to make him look really, really good. I can't wait to see him throw Ricky Starks around. Yes, I agree, Ty. That match is going to be insane. I do want to see a singles between him and Hobbs as well. Yeah, I think I think he's gonna eventually have singles with both of them and kind of run through them to make him bigger into the title picture. So I'm I, I uh, I'm gonna go with Wardlow as well. By the way, you wanna you wanna celebrate that MJF Wardlow schism? Just have Wardlow win this match and then MJF show up with some contract or something that says he gets the TNT title match shot or something. I know they've obviously been talking about it, but obviously no no doubting what MJF could do. With that said, uh, we have. It's only gold left on the uh, on the table, folks. And the doctor is in. <clears throat> Dr. Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. A match with a lot of hype. Two superstars who, are, it's no secret, do not like each other. They have a historic past. As, as historic a past of any two women in uh, AEW. Would that be fair to say? Yeah. Okay. So I don't want to overset my bounds. With that said. <laughs> The title reign of Britt Baker has been tremendous. Uh, the brand has been insane. I'll kick it off with Jake Micah's pick. He is taking Thunder Rosa to win this match and become your new AEW Women's Title Champion holder. I am actually going to go with Dr. Britt Baker. I think the DMD Ooh. gets it done. I'm taking Dr. Britt Baker, but Micah taking the underdog, Thunder Rosa. Uh, Ernie, who do you got? Thunder Rosa. Britt Baker. I am absolutely a huge Thunder Rosa fan. Um, she's not winning this match. Um, Britt Baker. Simple as that, huh? Yeah. Well, I I, I think Bill's Mafia STF on the comments point out the how WWE ish it is to have, you know, one person lose in the go home show and then have the other person win at the pay-per-view. And maybe they're trying to plant that in our heads because everybody's basically uh calling for Thunder Rosa to win it. Mostly everybody, I mean, with the exception of Ernie Green and whoever else here. A uh, little uh, fact to point out, in two weeks, two Dynamites from now, they're going to be in San Antonio in Thunder Rosa's hometown, and I don't see her showing up there without gold around her waist or on her shoulder or wherever she likes to put it. Uh, the buildup has been fairly short, but this whole storyline story has been one of the better ones, one of the more one of the more long-term bookings in AEW, especially in the women's division. So, I mean, I don't see any other challengers, legitimate challengers to Britt Baker after this, and I don't see them uh, going back to it a double or nothing because that's a whole three months away, and you got that's a long time to build up a rematch. So I'm saying Thunder Rose is going to win this. I think she's going to be the champ. Yeah, I mean, Britt's run through all the face challengers that she can go through pretty much. Um, so at this point, if you're, you know, looking at what you're doing with the belt, it's either, uh, she, you know, feuds with Jamie Hayter after this or something like that. Um, or you bring in someone new to, if, you know, feud directly for the title right away. Besides that though, Brit's beaten everyone. So it has to be Thunder Rosa that takes the belt off of her. And I think this is the perfect time to do it. Like you said, heading into uh, San Antonio and everything else, like Britt Baker can beat everyone else that's fine and like be at the top of the division always 
and like her one kryptonite can always be thunder rosa like that's cool like and then eventually you know five years down the line brit finally beats thunder rosa and like it's a huge moment at a huge pay-per-view and like everyone loves it so like you have this long-term stuff that you can still do um even if thunder rosa you know continues to beat brit and just be you know the thorn in her side forever and it works i think because it gives brit a ton of other stuff to start doing and especially with the potential um you know stuff with the elite and adam cole and everything else going on like and then you can have the stuff with reba and rebel and jamie hater and all the infighting so there's a million things brick can do thunder rosa needs needs the belt and it allows a bunch of new um heels attempts at uh you know to get that belt i love how you just hypothetically booked thunder rosa and Britt baker like the rock and stone cold from the attitude era it's amazing i think it, it, it's what it should be basically i mean when you look at you know the the pillars of that the division like it became Britain. I mean, Sheeta obviously was was first, but when you look at the star power, it's the two of them, and it has to be right now. You guys are so right, and I don't see anybody that's worthy of taking this belt off the doctor anytime soon. I'm also going to Thunder Rosa. Okay, very interesting. So, Ernie and I, the only ones on the doctor, who's probably a betting favorite coming into this match, but Thunder Rosa, four of us picking to get it done. You don't think so? You don't think Brett Ager's a favorite? I don't think she's the favorite. I put her at, like, minus one. I'll look look it up while you guys are talking. I'll look it up right now. Okay. Don't bother. I already have. Rosa's favorite. Okay. Rosa. We got the AEW championship on the line mm. hangman adam page on his cowboy shit versus the budge adam cole this is gonna be a hell of a match it's an adam versus adam it's hold on adam, hold on um, hold on you gotta fix the chiron uh adam cole is also a champion he's the bte champion that's fair we recognize all championships on this uh, <laughs> this programming. In turn, get on it. So he no, has. And you know what we're gonna do for the champion and everywhere he's been. We're not gonna one up him, but we're gonna give Adam Cole the big C to, to signify the BTE wow. championship. Because obviously, as we know, it's all about being the elite, and it's all about being the most elite wrestler in all elite wrestling. Paige has had a great title run so far. Um, he's done everything. He, the fan pops are insane. Adam Cole can take this L. He can be right up against winning it. Maybe something happens with the elite where they try to run in to win it for him or his guys run in. Maybe our, you know, this writes itself, right? You got Fish and O'Reilly running in to help Cole. And then the Young Bucks stop them because they're kind of aligned with Paige based on this last, right? I mean, what didn't they come out to support him when he was facing Omega? So they're kind of aligned with him in they his didn't, title run. They didn't stop him. They didn't stop him. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And they didn't try oh. the beatdown when uh, Red Dragon was uh, yeah. fighting with Paige the other day. This yeah. would be a progression in that storyline, for sure. So, with that said, I have got at Hangman Page winning it. Uh, another banger match, uh, just like he had against Omega, just like he had against Danielson. Uh, another amazing Adam Page championship match, and he retains uh, going on. Slick, who do you got? Page versus Cole. Yeah, this is 
uh, just another milestone in what's going to make Adam Page's AEW championship run the best yet in AEW. He constantly performs. Adam Cole can eat shit. He's a funny guy, but he has a bunch of options when it comes to storyline, whether it's Britt Baker, the elite, anything. And you can easily throw him back into the title picture whenever you want. He's only taken one loss. That was a lights out match that he claims doesn't count on his record. And he's still got that number one contender spot. I, Yeah, well, that's why I said it. And I think he takes the loss here. Just, and just uh, we, go into, we go into an elite feud. And then I, I don't, I think Adam Cole could end up in the title picture again within the next year very easily. But Hangman Page is going to add another jewel to his belt tonight and retain. The one-winged angel sings. <laughs> and I think Kenny Omega is going to have some sort of uh, role here coming back, popping out, and he's going to screw Cole Please. over. If you remember when he went away, he was telling Cole and the Young Bucks, hey, make sure you guys you know, keep things uh, in check for me. Hold down the fort for me when I'm gone. And Cole said, Kenny, don't worry. I got it for you. And he's like, no, I was talking to the Bucks. So you mm. already know. Uh, they were already driving that into the storyline. I think it's the perfect time here at this pay-per-view where you could do that. You could bring that back. He can screw over Cole. And even if Kenny's not healthy, he doesn't have to wrestle for, for a while. You can build this feud out over the next few months to the next pay-per-view. And then hopefully, you know, in that, you know, few months span, which I think the next pay-per-view would be May, uh, he should be good to go by. And, um, getting to see you know that 3v3 with the the young bucks and kenny versus cole and red dragon is what everyone knows we're going to get at some point and i think is now now is the time where they they start to capitalize on that storyline but either way i think hangman retains adam cole has been a champion everywhere he's been yeah and he will be the aew world champion just not at Revolution because Hangman is over. Because Kenny's gonna come back. You think he's gonna go after Hangman, but no, it's a swerve. He's gonna get. He's, get, he's been seeing the mess that the, the elite has done, and because he's the cleaner, he's gonna clean up the mess that is the elite, and he's gonna, you know, go right after Cole. And Cole's gonna be trying to screw over Hangman with the Red Dragon by his side uh, at some point in the match. But then Kenny's gonna show up to screw over Cole in turn. So both guys basically don't. Uh, both sides don't, don't look weak. So Cole can win the title down the line and Kingman's going to retain it right now. Yeah, I think the Elite is going to be involved with themselves for the next probably six months to a year after this. And they're not going to be batting around the AEW Championship. They're going to be fighting over who's like quote unquote the Elite. So um, Hangman Page wins this match, no doubt in my mind. Even though Adam Cole, I think eventually will, will win the title at some point. Yeah, I thought this for a while is like they were giving Kenny and the, the Bucks their moments with the title and those long reigns now just to get it over with and like give it to him because they sort of knew the influx a little bit that they were going to be getting, but also wanting to give the pillars and everyone else like their times around the championships to really, really build them. They just wanted to give him those one runs because I think the Bucks have even talked about it. They didn't really want to put the titles on themselves at all as EVPs, but you give it to them you build that legitimacy and then they have that forever um going and then their storylines can tell 
tell themselves for well, years then they got taken, with the yeah. Bullet Club and everything else. But then they got their EVP status taken away by Tony Khan. They're like, screw it. We want they're the still EVP. <laughs> yeah, they nah, just have yeah. input. They don't have final yeah. decision. Yeah. yeah, I know. I'm just messing around. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah that's uh, exactly. That's a whole nother storyline. Like they joke around about now on BTE. That could be a storyline in the show because we've seen Tony take some of the stuff that plays on BTE and brings it into the show a little bit. And there's just so many ways they could go that they have storylines built within themselves like you said ernie for six to 12 months easily like you could go so many different directions especially with that working relationship with njpw if the world continues to trend in the direction we're going and we don't go to world war three uh japan opening up its borders and having that relationship could could see something with you know the elite feuding with the bullet club too once we see that full uh, reformation with Jay White, we've seen him pop up and everything else. So I could see Jay White initiating Adam Cole and Red Dragon into the Bullet Club because the elite kind of went away from the Bullet Club and Adam yeah, Cole, Cole was be like the be, Cole was in the Bullet Club, like he was supposed to be the next leader. I, I don't think he was, he was next in, in the Bullet Club. I think he was kicked out when he went to WWE. Yeah, yeah he, he was like in line to be brought reinitiated. Yeah, 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 by Jay White and be the. Uh, the Bullet Club's extension in AEW, they already have one in Impact, and of course, back home in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And let's keep in mind, uh, Kenny Omega coming back is what Tony Khan is waiting for in order to initiate the trios titles. Yeah. So that'll be a, a feather in the cap of the Young Bucks. They don't necessarily have to go for the tag team titles again. They can have the trios titles with uh, Kenny Omega, or at least contend for them. Yeah, and all they have to do, Michael, is cut a promo about how they worked in Mexico, how they, you know, how they fell among the trio titles. And it's been a dream there's ever since to win it. So it's really quick. They can really pivot really quick and easy if they wanted to. I mean, when was the last time you were looking at like a faction for the next year with such anticipation of a storyline and such possibilities? I mean, I know let, me, let me say one thing. Let me say one thing. Uh, do, how do we feel about Hangman possibly realigning himself with uh, Omega and the Bucks if Jay White sticks around and he aligns himself with Cole and Red Dragon? then yeah all about it i yeah. like it i don't see it happening but if that if you bring jay white into that angle for sure that i like that yeah i think I he that, ends yeah. up being like a lone ranger but like having you but know, he plays his, a his, role yeah he's always you know will be affiliated with dark order and like always have that stuff at the elite and like that mutual respect and whatnot and but i think he'll be like a lone ranger I could see there being a, a stadium stampede with uh, Cole, Red Dragon, and they bring in Jay White, and the Elite finally find, find themselves outnumbered. And it's yeah. like, uh, I think we got to bring Hanger in for at least one time, you know, one last uh, something like that, go yeah. around or something. Yeah, I, Doesn't I Omega hate Jay White? Yeah, that was a big thing yeah. that caught okay, uh, I'm, like, I'm building myself with anticipation because I remember that was like what there was. See, I'm I'm Bullet Club ignorant, so I know I don't even know any of shit. So I'm just enjoying it for the first and time. And when Jay White line. came in, the Bucks made a comment about how Adam Cole brought yeah. him in behind Kenny's back. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Hey, well, we're all just following along for fun. We have a couple of clean sweeps on the board tomorrow night. We're looking at Hook, Mox, except for Ty B with a draw, Jade Cargill, House of Black. Jurassic Express all to sweep. And we're looking at Paige to sweep as well. Uh, so yes, so very interesting. Besides that, pretty wide open card as far as picks go. So very interesting. A lot of anticipation. And I hate to say it, but it's a great time to be a wrestling fan right now. 
I feel like. On the road to WrestleMania, WWE is kind of obligated to at least do something. What? And you got all this awesome stuff happening in Impact. You got the Ring of Honor news, and you got AEW, obviously. Uh, so huge shout-out to our panel here. We got Ernie Green, Michael Partham, Ty B, Slick L, myself, Maniac. Make sure you're following all of us on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, SoundCloud, Instagram. It's all there. Anything left uh, for shout-outs, boys? Shout-out to Danhausen. Get him his blimp now that we own Ring of Honor. He's got to pop up on the pay-per-view somewhere, yeah. A hundred percent. I think that he's at least minus 350 to do that. Shout out to the fan housings out there. Cause you know, it's not wrestling with your budget. It's not wrestling with your weekend plans. It is wrestling with emotion. <laughs>